chewed gum, that's her. Yeah, it is. Veruca Salt. salt. <laughs> well, but Veruca was the rich, spoiled girl. This is the one who, oh, Violet Beauregard, she always... Oh. Um, You're right. Very... She's the one that turns it needs to be juiced. We are live, JW Make-A-Wake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special treasures treat here. We got Jack here on the show, right in the box. Welcome back. How's it going, Candyman? It is, it's rolling along here. Yeah. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. <laughs> Mowing the lawn back here. Living on grass. Good to be here. Yeah. It's such a, it's pretty nice out there. Nice diffused light. Temperature's just right. Wow. Feels good to be back. All these shows. Yeah, man. This spike in COVID's kind of a bummer, but everything's happening. It's great. It feels good. Yeah. There's still, people are still fighting through it, which is nice. So, um, yeah, I know you've been working on a lot of a lot of stuff. I think everyone, you know, but I, I've been seeing you guys in the scene even more now than ever. Now that these shows are people are able to book gigs again, which is great. God bless it. God bless. God bless it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so much fun after those two long dark years of doing jack shit. <laughs> it's good to get out there, man. Um, yeah. And we were we were meant to play at El Rio tonight, but alas, COVID took us. One of our one of our guys got COVID. I just got it uh, two weeks ago, and I thought that we recovered in time. But as luck would have it, homeboy got hit, so we had to cancel. Super bummer. Yeah, I mean, especially you know being a vocalist too, and the symptoms from what I've heard um, with COVID is, um, I mean, being able to sing with COVID. That seems like that would be tough. I mean, like you could probably, you know, hammer a drum set, you know, up on stage, but you might be coughing, but I don't know, maybe having a drummer with a mat with a big like gas mask on with COVID. It's so funny. Yeah, I got I actually got Bobby a um like a ski mask <laughs> some way to like because if like we thought, oh man, if Bobby pulls through we might be able to get him to like play as as long as there's been like a few days after he's stopped having symptoms, he's testing negative. It's probably fine, but just wear a mask. We're trying to think what's the moral path to playing here and really cutting it close. Um, I but I couldn't honestly. I, I feel the opposite as a vocalist, especially if you're doing like ah! kind of like screamy <laughs> stuff. Nice. It helps to have a little bit of phlegm in there, like a little insulation layer that can like... Yeah, for rock and roll, for sure. Yeah. So after COVID, my voice has been like pretty great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's great. But if I had to do something super physical, like play a drum set, especially after a week plus of like sitting around not doing shit, it's just too <laughs> athletic. I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you're doing a fill and you just have this cough attack <laughs> when you're doing it. <laughs> That'd be awful. It let me be set. The optics would be awful. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what the hell is this drummer doing? He's up on stage coughing. Like, is he sick? And it's like, sorta. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. Yeah, we're not gonna play El Rio tonight. Uh, yeah, that is always that's pretty shocking. I um, I was 
hosting this uh, Tiki Das back in January. You might have heard of it. And uh, legendary. And then someone came up positive for COVID, who was hanging around all the other bands, or was exposed to somebody in a band that had COVID, and it was just like since you you know if you're hosting the whole thing, you're just kind of like oh shit. Well, all this planning, I guess I don't have to really do anything. It was like. It was a shock, but and oh, I was are you talking about this is the Doctor Striker, the original one show. Oh, man. Yeah, that I was, was the original one. I was, was so bummed that that got canceled. I was like, I think because January we we're just kind of getting out of all that bullshit. Oh man, I was so stoked to see like because I love Will. I love Doctor Striker is an amazing show, and I was like, it's gonna be the first show. And it's at your apartment. I was like, <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking party, dude. And it got oh, I was so bummed out. I thought it got canceled. I remember when I got a call from Will, I'm just like, oh, you know, he's probably just, you know, going to say he's going to bring a bunch of beers or something over. And he's like, hey, you know, I was exposed to someone with COVID, so we're going to cancel the show. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of cleaning my place. And I was just like, oh, shit, I guess I don't need to clean my place anymore. <laughs> Dude, how the rest of the, the, uh, the last Tiki Desk show go? I, I think I, oh, no, I, I was you there. Were at the, I was you were there the grand the, finale. the bitter end. That was Mother's Day weekend. That was Mother's Day weekend. My mom had showed up. I'd invited her for years for four years to have this, and she finally made it. And, was uh, that her in the front row? Oh, she was everywhere. She loved it. Oh my God, I was wondering who that was. <laughs> That's, that was your mom? Yeah. Cool. It could have, I think so. I don't know which person you're referring to. Dark dark hair? Yeah. Like, look, maybe like brunette. late 60s, brunette or something. I don't know. Yeah, she's, maybe there was, a, it might have been another, somebody somebody else. Fair enough. But, um, it could have been. Treacherous game, guessing your mother's age, not having seen her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember I was like, of course, you know, my mom is going to come to the Dr. Stryker show, which I think, you know, Dr. Stryker is great, but, you know, there's some of these lyrics that are pretty graphic. I own your self-control. Yeah. Like... Yeah. About fisting? About fisting. I'm just looking, I'm like, I'm looking at my mom, and there's this lyrics about talking about, you know, fisting, um... And I'm just like, my mom is laughing hysterically. Oh, okay. This was not your mom that I was seeing in the audience then. Oh, probably she not. She was looking just like... I she was, was like, in the back, actually. Yeah, yeah. That was, this was not her. She was older, and um, she was like straight-faced, uh, but up front. Like, she was there for it, but she wasn't like encouraging it. It was kind of a... It was a moment <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> what's the verdict going to be? Yeah, and then when the clothes come off, I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, the... the um, the golden thong. The golden thong. That's with, right. There was a golden thong. With the wireless transmitter on the back. Oh, my gosh. So funny. And so I was talking to someone about it because, you know, with kind of what I'm doing, and I want to be able to kind of dance around on stage. And I noticed that, too, when I'd seen a... Because I've seen Treasures play at Bottom of the Hill. I've seen you guys play at a Golden Bull, um, the Knockout. And you guys have the wireless guitars so you could dance around so i like that concept and striker has that concept as well mm -hmm. and some people in kind of the open mic scene that's where you know i had met striker i'm explaining I'm like hey you know so i i basically i'm I kind of do want to do something like striker except i you know a little more clothes on yeah <laughs> 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 just like, similar, but, um, but that's great i mean Nicky Pop used to do that shit. I'm pretty sure he used to get naked up on stage and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what a legend. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's great to run around. I mean, I, I think that, so I spent 
a lot of my formative years as a musician, like doing the death metal thing. I was like super into death metal. I was writing death metal. I was playing death metal bands uh, up in Oregon and, and stuff. And uh, it's the showmanship element is sorely lacking in that scene. I guess I'm on air right now. So talking shit about a huge genre of music. Uh, <laughs> well, I do see actually some cross influences. I mean, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, it's nice to, I try not to spoil the surprise for people. Be like, oh yeah, this reminds you of this artist, this reminds you of that. But I definitely see some metal crossover for sure, or and influences in your, what I hear. But I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, before Treasures, I was doing a death and roll thing, you know, because um, yeah, I mean, I'll metal, death metal is like, I will never not love that genre, and, that, and I, I've uh, amassed all of that like sweeping and like economy picking and like the, um, it's just kind of part of my vocabulary. Um, but yeah, that's cool. that you see that? <laughs> I like that. I like that. I can translate some of those, uh, like musical values into some, you know, rock and roll. Yeah, man. It's definitely there. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> the golden bull, that was a cool venue. That was the first time I actually had been there when I'd seen you guys. The Candyman himself played a, a solo set. It was the last minute. It was the craziest show. Um, we had friends of ours who we'd played with like years before the pandemic, the Shaddix. They're awesome. Um, they sounded great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Katie is like an amazing uh, front woman. Talk about showmanship. She's like, I just seen her play um, a few days prior. Um, and so they asked us to play. They're like, hey, last minute you want to play Golden Bull? We're like, uh, yeah, sure. I've, I've, I've actually never been to the Golden Bull. And I... Um, uh, heard good things and uh they're like we still need an opener i found an opener um like so the op- opener dropped out found another opener um and then the day before the show um the shaddix dropped out they're like sorry something happened with my mom it was, it was some some family emergency and i was like shit you know they, they were the ones that ha- were bringing all the you know the people to the show, you know, um, I, they, they're like, we're going to bring 50 people out. Now it's going to be like zero people or whatever treasure <laughs> can manage to bring. It'd be our, so technically, I guess our first real venue East Bay show. And so, yeah, so they bailed and we're like, Christ, what the hell do we do? And, um, to make matters worse on the day of the show, the opener that I had secured, um, uh, didn't show or didn't show up. They, they, uh, Anyway, JW came through, <laughs> opened for us. We played a set, and that was the night. We played for like 25 people. What was that other band? I don't want to disparage their name. It was some sort of a ska band, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Sad. Yeah, I don't want to disparage their name on the air, but um, <clears throat> they thought it was a Sunday. They thought it was Sunday. They thought, <laughs> they thought, it thought Sunday. the show was on a Sunday. <laughs> so like everything that could have gone wrong, except for you coming through, uh, did go wrong. I broke my amplifier. I broke the, oh, the right. on switch right off of the board. It was just like a comedy of errors, or not errors, just unfortunate stuff. But it's kind of cool, you know. It's like, man, all the shows we'd played had gone so well, you know. Like our first show after the pandemic, which is basically our real first uh, venue show, we played at Milk Bar. It was hugely attended. We played with Goof and we played with Um and uh, some dude, um, Pinkish UV. It was like a the milk bar. Oh, the hill. Oh, there's milk bar. Milk bar. Yeah, that's right. That, that was awesome. Such a great venue, especially when it's packed. Um, we played yeah, bottom of the hill. We got 109 people in. We played Amato's for, the, for like the record release. Sold it out. It was like all the shows had gone so well. <laughs> this one Golden Bull show. Yeah. We're like you know everything went wrong. Um, but it's still a fun night. 
Yeah, I mean, I do, I do have to say, I mean, I maybe you know, I do live in the city, and the knockout, you know, and venue like bottom of the hill, and the milk bar, you could roll out of bed and be there. <laughs> so with with Golden Bull, you know, especially lugging all that gear, you have to bring it across, you know, unless you have a suburban or something, you're kind of just like. Then you have to park there. We literally have a suburban. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the white whale. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, um, but yeah, I mean, when the headliner drops out, I, I don't know. That was an interesting story, but I was at Crybaby, is the old uptown. They turned it into this, uh, this club. And I went and saw this, um, this artist that actually made an appearance here at Mutiny a couple months ago. Um, Brizza is her name. And she makes a beat. She makes beats, hmm. and it was a—it's a whole different thing. I remember I went to the, one of the best punk rock shows I ever seen at Uptown maybe five years ago. It was a band called the Fleshies. I don't know if you heard of them. No, they were freaking crowd. They were jumping at the lead vocalist. It was like crowd surfing every like the whole crowd. It was so sick. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it could happen at a treasure show. I'm I telling you. I can't wait, man. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, like I'm thinking about crowd surfing. It reminds me of shows before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like right now I haven't been to like a properly hugely packed show. That's not true. I saw Frank Moody. You know who Frank Moody is? Sounds familiar. Local uh, here? No. This English band. I think they're, a, English they're core, a two-piece, but they have like, they're this kind of, they're basically almost an EDM band or something like that. Um, I don't even know how to describe their sound. Anyway, but they just the amount of raw talent they had on the stage there, like, this chick basis, she was fucking amazing. Like, uh, like all these percussionists and all these songs, just they, they just hit, dude. Every song hits. And I was at the independent; it was sold out. And um, fortunately, you know, like through my employer, Monkey Brains, we we <laughs> well, I love that name. That's great. <laughs> I got to I got to go. Um, do had the VIP experience, and that was that was packed. But like back way in the day, like seeing Ghoul at you know, the Oakland Metro and stuff. It's like, <laughs> like crowd surfing, like thrash shows and like chipping teeth and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. God. So much fun. I miss that so much. I think it's going to happen. Think so? I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. I think people are tired of it, you know? Yeah, man. They're not wor- I mean, at this point, a small cough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> allergy season too. It's just like, oh shit. You know, you're sitting there, you're like, sneezing in line you forgot your mask in the car you're like oh no this is bad you know dude it's just part of living part of walking along the earth it's just getting sick you know what from one flesh bag to another yeah um it's always been that way so i know you got you got a lot of um you got a lot of stuff you're working on you got this music video coming out right. you got these tracks and um i figured i'd let everyone out there listen to one of your your tracks if you're if you're up for it i also do have an acoustic have a nylon string guitar if you feel Ooh. like going for it. Yeah, mm. they're on. <laughs> let's see how this fernet goes down. <laughs> yeah, let's Classy. let's play. Let's play. Let's start with the classic. Cinnamon lover. Cinnamon lover. Oh my god! They just opened iTunes. Remember iTunes? Who cares about iTunes? Yeah. What is that? I mean, I remember Spotify. It's a walking corpse of a piece of software. Do we have to check it out. I think we we could maybe just go for it. Yeah, I, I could I could blast it too. Here we go. Treasures live mutiny radio. So, um, let me, uh... 
There it goes. Whoa. Look. This is great. That's a great thing about being underground. We can just start from the beginning. <laughs> Treasures, live beauty radio. That is Treasures Live, Mutiny Radio. You got Jack it right. Frell in the box here. We are opening up the lines here for some call-ins. Last time you were on the show, there was uh, somebody from Sacramento that called in. We were just talking about it. That's pretty fun. Yeah, dude. True. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a homie calling in, but it's just... That's so cool. I forget the guy's... He had some name that I couldn't even remember. 
thing homie came through to the show too which is very exciting he did yeah he came through with his friend and um it was funny because i was able to get his number from the caller id right that was the whole thing we're yeah. like who was that guy yeah and then i texted him and i was like hey we got a we got a ticket for you come on through and he said that he was going to bring some homegrown. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm just like, oh, man, I think I'm going to get along with this guy. <laughs> Marijuana. He called in at 420. He's bringing some homegrown. That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I think people think I'm a big pothead. I don't know. You but don't, uh, You don't strike me as a pothead. Yeah. You might partake. Yeah, I mean, but. like, I don't wake and bang sometimes. But, I mean, it's not an everyday thing. <clears throat> me neither, man. Uh, There's definitely an era of my life peak death metal playing i was there smoking a lot of weed every day um but yeah not anymore it's kind of like some people i think they just their brain software just works better with it i have friends who can who can just smoke weed and just go about their daily life like nothing happened but i am like on fucking drugs when i'm high <laughs> you know what i mean like it's <laughs> i went to i went and saw uh, royal blood the other day at the warfield was it a death metal band no royal blood's like this two-piece rock and roll band um it's like this dude with a bass and like a bunch of octave pedals and stuff they're they're prolific. I feel like in the rock and roll scene. Just think, imagine, you know. Oh man, I don't know what to compare them to. They're very simple, which which um, which does them well. But they kind of dress and look kind of Queens of the Stone Age. I feel like they operate that kind of Queens sphere. of the Stone Age. Great band. Um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, point is, I I smoked some weed. I got higher than I've been like in years. Like uncomfortably high, like sweating. Like I thought I was gonna pass out for a second. I was like not having a good time. I have definitely been there before. Dude. I will never forget it. I came back from San Luis Obispo. And, you know, I mean, I partaked in Partook. cannabis. Partook. <laughs> Partook. Yeah. And I was with a friend. We are in Santa Cruz. And there was a snickerdoodle cookie. It was, like, literally this big. I know that I'm going to have, like, a... No one could see my hands or whatever. It was, like, a tiny little snickerdoodle. Uh-oh. And I was so freaking high <laughs> that I couldn't even talk. And I felt like it. You couldn't talk? I was like, <laughs> I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even talk to my friend. Oh, no. And I was so stoned that I was just like, oh, my gosh, I just need to sleep this off. But it was like a sativa. Oh, yeah. So then I'm laying in bed just so uncomfortably high and can't go to sleep because of the strain that it was. So I'm just laying in bed, uncomfortably stoned, and couldn't even go to sleep. Dude, oh my god! Off a little snickerdoodle. <laughs> Edibles, you just don't know. Some people, it's amazing how different people's perceived experiences are with that drug. Some people are just like, yeah, I feel the come up, and then I'm slowly going up. For me personally, anytime I've taken edibles, it's like I'm higher than I've been in. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just this one moment, and suddenly I'm at the grocery store. I'm walking down like in the aisle, like looking at like Asian sauces, and suddenly, I can't get home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like I hate that shit. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I will say that marijuana is really nice for it. Like, it just really opens the faucet for creative ideas. Like, for the kind of whatever chaos happens in my mind, usually musically, I kind of like. You know, I am a musician because, well, I can't not think about music most of the time. I can't even work if I'm listening to music, generally speaking, because it's just, it, it, it's too distracting. Um, or if I smoke weed, it's just like nonstop melodies, nonstop chord progressions on top of, you know, underneath yeah. the melodies in my head. And a lot of the times that, it, you know, a lot of the things on my record are those moments. 
you know um cinnamon lover it must have been a little bit baked when i came up with that one cinnamon lover that's great i don't know there was something i read it i don't know i'm i'm single um oh i never man. said that on the air i don't know <laughs> it's like oh yeah come and bring your girlfriend I'm like i have a lot of friends that are girls like i could have friends that are girls like i don't need a, you know and so it was on this online dating um site and i forget what it was it was like bumble yeah. or something and um it was a Latina. She was Latina, and she said that she was cinnamon skin or, or something like that. I'm Ooh. Like, wow. I'm just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that um, there's a lot of songs, or some songs, not a lot of songs, but some songs that cinnamon. I don't know. It's got this It's got this thing about it. It's got this charm about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's the Neil Young cinnamon girl song. People think that we're referencing that. Um Part of my charm is not knowing oh, right. any um, any songs ever by any musician ever. I'm like come, emerging from like death metal and punk and, sh- and grunge and shit. I, I like didn't know. I don't know any of the the normal. I don't know any Neil Young stuff. I don't know any like the Eagles. I don't know yeah. any of this the stuff that everyone seems to know so well. My dad didn't get much into uh, Neil Young. Uh, my mom is more into hip hop, but yeah, the Neil Young for whatever reason that didn't resonate with my my family. We were, you know, I was raised by on a ranch actually with cows and by cowboys and um they listen to rock and roll and i i thought it was really interesting because i was like well what is the country what are the people that write country where do they come from are they are they cowboys or it's really interesting I'm trying to figure out the whole backstory with uh so there was this uh band that was here last week the quilters i don't know if you heard of them no i like that name though yeah I'm not sure. I actually, it's funny. I I didn't even ask them how they came up with the name. It might have might have been like a really old name that they came up with a long time ago. But they, I felt like it had some influences like that. They had an Eagles kind of thing about them. Hmm. Quilters, dude. Why? Oh yeah, I think that that there's a some company makes amplifiers that are like these tiny little amp heads. These like 200 watt amp heads that are like the size of like I don't know a cigar box. You know, it's called Quilter. And I was always like, you know, at that time I was lugging around these huge amps, like to all these shows. And I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, I'm going to get one of these Quilters. They're like, that's 200 watts and has all the knobs, all the same shit. It's not like a JCM 800 or JC, you know. Um, But uh, I was like, Quilters kind of rolls off the tongue nice too, you know. Yeah. And there's not very many bands that start with a Q. Sure don't. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're playing tomorrow at the um, Neck of the Woods. Oh, cool. I don't know what you're doing. I'm sure you probably have plans or a date or something. But Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. Bring the date. Bring a date. (laughs) We got Bobby on the phone. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. We could plug him him into the dongle, or he could call into the station. That actually might be better. I'm going to tell him to call into the station. Yeah. Underground. Underground, all that means is that we're not McDonald's. So it's not a pre-made hamburger. You just never know what you're going to get. That's right. It's the chaos that makes life worth living. Yeah. The unpredictableness. What's that? What's the, what's the phone number? Oh, it's 415. 415-550-0511. 515-0511. You know what? That was part of it. I would actually, how I would remember shit, I guess it's kind of similar to ABC. It's like the, the ABCs always be closing, but so I would like this song, this song, like ABC. So with that, there was a lot of stuff when I'd study in school. I would 
come up with some lyrics so I'd remember it. So in the, like I was test time and I would just remember everything cause it'd be like this song in my head. A mnemonic device. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I feel like that's what it is. And I, I think it's similar with comedy too. And, and other, you know, kind of audio art in general. It's like, if you listen to it over and over again, you're like, Hey, I like that part. I want to change that part a little bit. And you can kind of tweak it a little. That word. Yeah. I mean, I'm addicted to that. I, I like live on a, in a digital audio workstation all the time. I'm always working in logic, you know? Oh, that's great. My whole apartment set up, just go home, get out of the desk and there it is. You know, yeah. I, um, Gosh, I've used Logic for years and years, and my hard drive crashed. I mean, I'm not sure if I told you this. I might have told no. you off the air, but uh, it was last uh, last October. I was getting ready to bounce these files for this track, and you might have been the one or somebody else was telling me, I mean, you're in the studio, or you record a song, and you feel like you have caught a firefly in a jar, and it's like this rare thing that you could never do again. Yeah. And so I was getting ready to bounce these files, um, these projects these logic pro projects or you know compress them and or i was going to actually send them to get mastered yeah work. and then my my computer didn't turn on no and man. then oh. the hard drive crashed and then i was like i felt like that was it that was the um dude yeah and so I, n- you never recovered these songs so i did i actually there was somebody here um in the richmond district who does it and i have to actually ping this person or or something because it was great. I mean, he was able to get the projects off of the hard drive, retrieve that. But then this logic version of logic pro that I got, it was back in 2009, back when it was on a CD. Yeah. Right. When it was, when it was light gray. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, now, I mean, after it was a two post 2010, it was, you know, Apple, you know, was it Apple tunes or Apple, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the lineage of logic has been. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all, it's not CD anymore. It's all, you know, app store shit and you know, Apple's pouring a bunch of money into it. Um, but what happened? So I, um, it was 750 bucks. He was able to retrieve it, retrieve the projects and I had the projects, but then they didn't have a version of logic pro that was compatible. A recent version of logic pro that was compatible with the OS, with the operating system. This is still a problem. Um, yeah. So I, I actually just, uh, I, a really I got good, you <laughs> really good friend of mine. Oh, you have that? I mean, I had, so I have like a couple laptops ago. I still have that laptop with that version of logic on it. Logic nine. Oh, did I, did I hang up on someone? Huh? Can we swear on air? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great thing. Fuck not being NPR. <laughs> Fucking. I just say I just really slammed that phone. You did. It was probably Bobby. I think it was. I don't know. But you know what it is? Is that um, it's happened before where there's been maybe if two people try to call at the same time. Someone said this. Uh, they got a busy signal. Oh wow! Because it's a traditional landline. Yeah. How? Oh, this is so cool being in here. Like, I wonder how like all this routing, all these cables routing, really gets my goat. Was getting your goat a good thing or a bad thing? I can't remember. I don't know. That's a good question. Getting my goat, I don't know. I'm just thinking goat cheese for some reason. Okay, oh, we got we get a call in here. No, it means to ups, upset or irritate someone. Uni Radio, this is the Candyman. Candyman, guess who this is? Is this who I think it is? Who I it's who you think it is? Who who might? It's I a think mystery. It is. Who does the Candyman think this is? <laughs> mystery continues. This is Bobby with Treasures. Yes. 
We got the, the up, we got Bobby on the line here for Treasures. Oh hi, Bobby. Oh hey there, Jack. How you doing? Oh, oh you know I'm on the mend. Oh yeah, on the mend, huh? That's great. Yeah, I love that. Hey Deb, how you doing? I am doing well. I'm I you know oh, busy, busy, busy. Of course. Um, you yeah, this is my boy there. Yes, I am. This is cool. You got this music video coming out. Excited for that. Um, how was the Dude, whole? What a, what... What a fun time that was, uh, shooting that video. Was there a scene of you, um, was it, there was a, a flower or something, right? Oh, dude, was that a different clip? So was that a different music? We, when we did the Cinnamon Lover video, <laughs> we, 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 we shot, we were down the coast in a, in a, in a VW van, uh, you know, California Beach Boy style. And, uh, Corey and I had a flower that we were spinning in our faces just because, you know, like, you got to get some avant-garde art stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's the clip you're talking about. The art is the flower. Don't fucking laugh. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, that's fine. No, come on. Yeah, you could curse as much as you want. You know, that's the thing. You know, I mean, you could just curse like a sailor. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, come on. We're not NPR. We're Mutiny Radio. Yeah, we're Mutiny Radio. Can you imagine Mutiny Radio, like, banned swearing? It wouldn't I can't imagine exist. It's preposterous. It we're, we're pirates as long as we're on air. You know what's really funny? There was something about it. I remember, um, are you guys Adam Sandler fans? I am. There was this, um, was it, it must have been Happy Gilmore. And he was up, you know, and he was the um, golfing and everything he said was a curse word and they beeped it out. There was something about beeping out the curse word that was funnier than actually saying the curse word. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like censorship. God, really... the motherfucker kiss my whoop, give me boop. <laughs> it's like in Metalocalypse how it's always like a pinch harmonic. Like, oh man, don't need that. <laughs> it's just better because we all know what they're gonna say. They're gonna say fuck or shit or whatever. But that's like a everyone uses those words. Are you, I can't remember. Do you have any profanity in your your lyrics? No, we really scrubbed that clean. We yeah, thought, you know what? I, like need, I never heard that. Yeah, we need to have uh, fun for the whole yeah. family. We we don't have the explicit sticker on our record. Actually, I just realized that we don't say we don't say shit, Bobby. <laughs> we don't. That's true. You know, that's actually they say that geniuses swear more often. But I I feel like when you can convey a message without swearing as much, it seems to be more. Uh, con- there's more conviction behind it. You know, it's like a default to swear too much. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But I think that's fucking bullshit. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, if that's true, then that would imply that our record is not as genius as we hope it might be, <laughs> which I don't like. So well, I mean, the intensity of it, I mean, it sounds like you could be, you know, but it's melodic. You know, I feel like if you're, you know, do, if you were doing a different style of like, because you're, you're actually singing, you know, and if you're singing it, maybe if you're, you know, Marshall Mathers, <laughs> or something that it's a little easier to tell what he's saying because he's like he's rapping it enunciating I mean Cinnamon Lover you could be saying a bad word right there and I wouldn't even know ah yeah I just like I can't like douse that swear word down with some honey some cinnamon sugar in your mouth watermelon sugar yeah it's pretty funny because you can't really sing a swear word it just sounds it just sounds goofy but you You're can like, rap it fuck <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Oh, I never shit. thought about that. I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a song, a rock song that has a curse word in it. Everybody, if you everybody. If, you, if you listen to like Steel Panther, they'll probably throw up some, some oh. pretty outrageous. 
Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? There was that, uh, why can't I think of the band name? Now you're mashing with a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> why would you talk shit about your mom like that? You can't call yourself a son of a bitch. That's kind of a weird thing to do. I don't know about that. I mean, I know like System of Down did a lot of swearing. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody, everybody live now. Everybody, everybody, everybody fucks. You know? You got, um, you got Mudvayne. So fucking determined. <laughs> um, uh, and there's some obvious ones in here, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, there's some hits with some fuck words. Uh, CeeLo Green. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think even, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's a radio yeah. version for that. So, I mean, I, our, our whole record is just radio versions the whole way through. Yeah. That's good. Radio. You're playing it, you know, the right way from the beginning. I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, live you could curse up on stage. I sure do. Yeah, this is a fucking great show. Yeah. That's where we that's where we get it out, you know. It's dead in there. If you want to hear the curse words come out to the show. Yes. Yeah, come on, we got them all. We say them all. Say them all. Well, they, there's some most of them. Within reason. Most of them. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get too nasty. We want your mom to come out to the show, you know. We do. And your sister and like, you know, your little brother. You yeah. Know? I think it's good. I mean, it'd be something compatible. I was just, um, you know, telling Jack earlier, I know you guys were at the Dr. Stryker Tiki desk. And so my mom was there and that was the first time she attended. And, uh, Stryker has, um, a lot of, uh, dirty lyrics. Sure do. Sure does. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, he's talking about rubbing I actually feel uncomfortable talking about it, even on the air. Even call, though I know, yeah, yeah I don't, actually don't feel... The fisting thing is the only thing I feel comfortable talking about on the air. Everything else, it was like, you know, it was pretty pretty graphic. My mom thought it was funny, so I guess that's all that matters. If she thought it was funny, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, your mom might be a crass lady. Like, who knows? You know? <laughs> Just that fisting has like a plausible deniability along with it. You know, you, someone's like seven-year-old probably won't know what that is. Probably. Probably not, you know. Could be like, you know doesn't have to be a sexual thing it could be the use of a fist in any other way uh, you know yeah. without the larger context being known so i see why you're okay with fisting and not okay with the other lyrical content yeah i don't know for some reason i know it's deeply engraved to me i can't talk about um females in a derogatory way it's just not in me what a yeah. gentleman what a gentleman i guess so i guess it's deep to the core you know even though when it's art, and I don't think that that's Stryker's intentions, but um, no way. He seems like a very consensual person. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's entertainment. That's <laughs> yeah, all. it is. It is, but it's it's good to. I mean, part of the point of entertainment is to be taken to a place that you're not going to be in your regular walking day daily life. You know, and a Doctor Stryker show is definitely like that. Um, it's there. a shock factor. It's a shock factor. Exactly. Um, it's the shock factor. Yeah, he's a gentleman. I do have to say, though, that uh, the shock factor with the wireless thing. So, Bob, we were talking about <laughs> we're talking about being a drummer with COVID on stage, like having a cough attack in between fills, like what that would be like. Yeah, well, how would you handle that, Bobby? Uh, I would probably <laughs> wear a ski mask. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Like full on ski mask, just the eyes cut out. Just sweating. But I'm just Sweat. trying to think. If you're like in the middle of playing and you just have to cough, is that going to mess up your momentum? Or are you just going to cough right through it? 
you, you just cough just... through it, dude. It's like sneezing. <laughs> it's like sneezing while you're while you're peeing. You Except... just like. Jeez, <laughs> that could be dangerous. Yeah, I know you might blow out your perineum. <laughs> Yeah, so this uh, this music video um, that you guys are um, coming out with is this this is the Cinnamon Lover music video? No, so it, we different one? we did the Cinnamon Lover music video. That was awesome. It was you know we got a Winnebago, drove down the coast, got all this footage, this like lifestyle footage of us rolling around. Awesome thing, and then some uh, some us playing the actual show f- um, footage. It's a great, that's it's a great a, show. That's a, that's on YouTube right now. It's on YouTube right now. Go check it out. Treasures uh, Cinnamon Lover is the only one. It sounds like a. Like a meal, like a dessert. Yeah, the, like the, a lot of cinnamon and a lot of love in your mouth. Um, <laughs> this new music video, so um, we're planning on releasing our record in August, like, um, and like put it all on streaming platforms. We get the vinyl in by August. It's going to be great. And in the process of getting there, we're going to release a few singles. The first one is going to be, well, we released Cinnamon Lover, but the next single we're going to release is going to be Hot Rod. It's like a five-minute, like, nonstop rock and roll track it sounds exactly like what the name is and for this video we um drove around bobby's pops has got a, a 1936 ford sedan is that oh, right Bobby? sweet jack always fucks up the year but it's, it's all good <laughs> what is it what year is it 32 ah, 32 even, wow even older i'm sorry I'm... even older is it clean i my um my dad and uncle were mechanics they had a bunch of rat rods around they had like um, but is it like clean? It's got like a nice paint job or is it like primered or? Oh bro, you'll see the video. It's sick. It's in the video. Oh man, that's a good teaser. That's a great teaser. Yeah. 1932. Yeah. 1932 Ford Sedan. Ford Sedan. And, um, so we, we got this footage. We, we went up to Petaluma and did some back road driving. It was, it was a blast. It was a really fun day. And then uh, we got set up at a warehouse in Oakland. You know, really beautiful brick warehouse, a lot of light. And we got uh, our friend Izzy Clark, great local filmmaker, uh, come out with a really fancy camera and get us uh, playing rock and roll in a warehouse with the Fort Sedan in there. Um, and that's so that's the genesis of it. That's what we that's what we did. And now it's edited and ready to be released. We're just kind of like it's teaser time. This is teaser. Yeah. So we're gonna release that that single next week with the video. As much as I want to play it today, you're gonna to save the suspense for it. I think so. You want to play it unplugged right now? We got Bobby on the line. Oh man, for all five minutes. Do some minutes. finger tapping on the side. I'm just if you want to. I'm just kidding with you. Need one more for net for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I don't know. It's interesting. You know, I feel like for me at least, I feel like for the you know another artist out there too and guitar noisemakers and drum bangers. I feel like with the guitar, it's got to be plugged in. Otherwise, for me, at least, I've just, it doesn't, if I try to play when I'm playing on the acoustic, it just, it doesn't sound the same. I'll tell you what, man. I, I've always thought that Blackbird is not metal enough. <laughs> Plug that shit in. Yeah. No, you can make that metal for sure. But since we're in the mission, it makes sense. We got a, a nylon string um, house guitar, and so I mean that just makes sense. We're in the mission, you know. We gotta we gotta be representing here. La mission. La mission. La mission. And we got the carnival tomorrow. It's gonna be fun. Oh wow, we got we got Jack here. Treasures in the box. Bobby on the line here. Come on with a music video, a little teaser. Um, we could play another track. I mean, we've we've been on air before, and we've we've played some some little like 
oops, we played it on the air, you know, kind of tracks. Yeah. You'd be down. It depends on what your vibe is, man. What are you feeling right now? Are you feeling you know what is that? I wonder, I wonder what people are feeling out there. I mean, it's all rock and roll to me. I mean, it's all pretty high energy stuff. Oh, no, not necessarily. We got some slow tracks. Really? Yeah. You want to slow it down for everyone out there? Uh, we could. Bobby, what do you think we of us playing Forgotten? Play it. All right. You heard the Blast it. All right. We got Treasures Live here, Mutiny Radio. We got Jack here in the box. We got Bobby on the line here. Some on-release tracks. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this is Forgotten. Treasures Live, Mutiny Radio FM, sitting back in the box here with Jack. And we got Bobby on the line. Sorry about that pause there. That was um that was great. <laughs> that was great. It was a little hop. A little hop. It was just right when you took that little bit of Fernet, it was like, oh Yeah, dude, that was terrible. Saw a little bit of dust and I thought I'd just go at it and alas. Alas. That's a fun track. Um, a little quickie. I mean what, what is that, like two and a half minutes? People like short tracks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everything in service to the song, you know. I thought that... uh, It's some really good tracks. Thanks, man. Have I showed you the... Have we, have we had a private listening party of the record, you and I, yet? I have not, but we should. Yeah. It was really funny. That was the 
the great thing about it. So I know we're pretty, you know, well in, in, in entwined in this, you know, Bay Area art community. And so there was a lot of bands that came over and attended these tiki desks over the pandemic because they knew someone or they're like, oh yeah, you know, JW, this guy, you know, JW has, you know, is doing a tiki desk. And so there's a lot of people that just know my place. Yeah. And there's some folks, you know, with the tiki desk thing that have come here to the station thinking that the tiki desk concerts was on top of mutiny radio. Oh, that'd be tight though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it just, it has that kind of, you know, thing. Um, and then it was the same thing. It was a different thing with them because of the only time that they had, when they had met me was at my, at the Tiki desk at my place. Right. So I'm getting ready to go to the station for four o'clock, just like today, last week. And I see Ray from the quilters. He's like, Hey, JW. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Wild. It was so funny. It was classic. I, uh, I've had a couple of things like that happen before. And so, I live on Mission Street. Um, you know, I, I just feel like it's pretty, pretty common name in in most cities. So, I had somebody, this um, folk singer songwriter, come over and, and do a tiki desk over the pandemic. They'd put the um, the address in their GPS. Oh God! And he um, gave me a call, and he's like, "Hey, JW, are you? Do you live at a Presbyterian church?" <laughs> <laughs> he ended up at a Presbyterian church in Hayward, California. Oh man! And I'm just like, oh shit! Nah, man, from the city, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was tough. it was so funny though. Poor guy. Is Bobby still there? I don't think so. Oh, he dropped. Yeah, he dropped. That's fine. Yeah, I'll tr- I'll turn that off so that way we get a little less. More. Yes. Yeah. He was like, "This song, oh no." <laughs> um. Yeah, man, we're stoked to, re- to release this record. I, I, we did a record release show. This is such an awkward story, but we did a, a record release show at Amato's uh, in September, and basically we, we had a lot of pressure from our producer to like not release the record. We got a, t- a chance to to shop this around to labels, yada yada. And as time has gone on, we're like, "Yo, dude, like, I don't think labels care. I don't know if I care about labels, frankly. You know, it's like." Labels used to have a lot more relevance, it seems like, before um, social media and before like people were able to really get their stuff out in a really substantial way without the apparatus. Every every uh, label is like a bit like an operating system. It's got a suite of there's a lawyer, there's like a there's a A and R person, there's like a press person, there's like a you know the, the person that checks out talent. That's huge like thing. But um, as time's gone on, I could t- it seems to me that labels tend to go for bands that. Um, are more of a safe bet. You know what I mean? They already have a lot of following. And it's like, okay, if we hop on and, and try to promote this band, then this will be like a, a safer bet for us business-wise, a, a business that's skinnier and skinnier, you know, in terms of the amount of money that can be made. So um, anyway, so it was partially that. We were getting pressure from our from our producer to not release the record. And also, I like, you know, you all you hear about how Spotify is so awful. Like, yeah. that, you know. And it wasn't until I had a proverbial dog in that fight that I looked at the math of it. Like, cool, we spent like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on this record, get it mixed and and recorded and everything like that. And we're just going to give it to Spotify for free so that they can rent it back to the populace and give us nothing. Like, suck my dick. I'm not like, fuck that. You know, Dr. Striker coming out of here. And we, um, we, yeah, right. Um, so basically, 
I figured, all right, eventually, at the end of the day, you know, um, while these streaming services really kind of fuck artists, it's never been easier to get your music to everybody in the world with the click of a button. And that's a bit of a service in itself. Just unfortunate that it's arrived at this thing where artists don't get paid. I'm kind of, I've, kind of, I've come to peace with the whole um, Spotify thing. It sucks, but it is what it is. But I wasn't going to release the record until we got the vinyl in. You know, I wanted to be able to sell a physical version. And that vinyl is coming in the next month. That's fun. Yeah. So um, that's why we're just like, fuck it. We're going to release the record once we have it. Vinyl's coming back. Vinyl's coming back, baby. It is back. It's been back for a while. It's been back for a minute. I wonder it's coming if, back hotter than ever. Hot, just fucking hot and spicy. I wonder if cassettes are going to come back. I got some friends who release like beats and stuff on cassettes. It's such a cool subculture of music. I'm like into it. Yeah. I remember the... I mean, that, I do remember the... I was kind of the cassette times. My, uh, I was into Def Leppard. That was my first favorite band. Photograph was my first favorite song. Photograph? By yeah. Nickelback? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no photograph, Def Leppard. All I want it, all I got is a photograph. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't. This is part of my charm. I don't know any bands ever. Only the faceless and microphagist. <laughs> Oh, some sugar on me. Name of love. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah, that's, that's their big hit. Um, I can't listen to it now. I didn't realize how pop they were. Yeah, dude. They're super pop. Yeah, but it's like, you know, but the rock and roll by just like the, the look alone, you know? Well, guitars and whatnot. Pop, is pop even a genre or is that just a classification of like, like of popularity? Yeah, I um the black keys went it's, pop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean it I think Aerosmith too. I mean Aerosmith was, you know, the Toys in the Attic days. Did you ever listen to that record? Mm. Toys in the Attic Toys. And then they turned into um you know, glam rock band in the the eighties, but they were they had a little bit more of an edge, I think, in the seventies. Dude. I mean Sweet Emotion's a great track. I don't really yeah, dude. What is pop? I think pop is top 40. That's what it means to me. It probably means a lot, you know, something different to everyone. But yeah, I think pop to me just means top top 40. You know, a lot of musicians, friends of mine um, in, in the band scene don't like pop, don't like top 40 very much. Um, I love Dua Lipa. If I'm being honest, Billie Eilish is amazing. I think that a lot of people don't, um, it, it feels a little like threatening in a sense because, you know, it's so contrived and, you know, um, there's so many like chefs in that kitchen, you know, like, um, but that's kind of what I love about pop, you know, in a way, you know, you got like Nirvana, you got like Aerosmith, you got, you got rock and roll bands that are like, you know, that make it on their own with black lips. And they like, you know, these great, these bands that are like really rad as fuck and, and they're not super produced. Right. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have like Justin Bieber, the college Ray Jepsen, like whatever. And like what goes into them, them being themselves is not, it's of course. Yeah. Kylie Ray Jepsen didn't write call me maybe 
by herself. Really? No. No, dude. Like she has top line writers and stuff like that. And that's kind of awesome because you got like the best producers, the best audio engineers, like, you know, like really successful top line, top line writers. It's it's really like the talent that goes into making these songs um, that most artists don't have access to in fairness. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's like, it's, it's a cool thing to listen to. Like this is what, this is the, the peak of what, you know, audio engineering kind of sounds like for, for music, you know, and that's a whole different realm than rock and roll and playing local shows. And yeah, know. I think that's great. I was um, talking to actually Trixie the other day. I love I, Trixie. Yeah. Um, we went and got a horchata nice. latte at uh, Excelsior Ooh. coffee. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. Horchata lattes are bomb though. Oh, it was so good. Nice. It's so good. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I've noticed that like all the bands that I've met and who I've had on the show and that I've, you know, I've just met in the scene, you know, tiny telephone booth was a big thing here for a, for a long time. And then they closed up their, um, San Bruno location and they're just in Oakland now. John Vanderslice, his spot, the, uh, tiny telephone recording studio. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've, I've heard a lot of that, but the, you know, with lucky, um, in San Brisbane, you're the, you're the first band that I've heard is recorded there. Shouts out lucky recording Brisbane. Great recording studio. Great guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, the high street studios is great, but it's kind of dangerous down there. That's a little, yeah. Yeah. You know, and insomniac by green day, it actually, that record made a lot more sense when I figured out where it was recorded at Hyde street. Oh yeah. Talking about speed balls. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the tenderloins, the tenderloin, I, I, you know, I think it's just louder than it is. It's got, it's definitely a lot more bark than bite out there. Um, but I mean, <laughs> at the same time, you know, we were considering getting a rehearsal studio out there, and, and it's like, dude, I don't. Francisco? <laughs> and, um, not Francisco, because Francisco's out of 280, but um, like in oh, the Tenderloin. Well, there is another one. The Francisco has two locations: one on Turk, ah, and Taylor. Oh. Um, and then one in Balboa Park. Right. We were looking at RHL, I think. But RHL. Point was. I didn't really want to park my car. I don't want to be loading in and out of all like all this expensive equipment. Um, yeah. Like we're happy at light rail, uh, which is you know, way out of Dodge. Plenty of parking. Yeah. Very desolate. You know. Yeah, that's a good spot. I mean, that's right there on um. What is it, Toland? To- yeah, Toland. Toland. Rough, right off Bayshore. Yeah, I've been there before. That's that's a good spot. There's a lot of great spots. Secret Studios. That other place that's tucked away next to Secret Studios that I can never remember the name. There's a place next to Secret Studios? Yeah, it's like behind it. What? I think so. Yeah, Damn. there's some little place over there. Honestly, like we're looking into trying to get a commercial space uh, right right now because you know how rent's like. It's so expensive. And um, if we can get a spot, we almost got one too, man. So we are so close. If we can get a spot somewhere in like the industrial area we're practicing after five you know at paying like a thousand bucks for a room you know what i mean we might as well like pay a couple grand and split it with a couple bands or something like that and like a big room like a big room and then like have some silence you know what i mean be able to do like podcasting from there be able to record there that's all like that's all i'm really looking for right now yeah i mean that's a that's a great idea i uh the whole warehouse situation especially i mean to be able to host something and and do something like that, more of a commercial space where you could fit a hundred people. Yeah, in there, you know, take a dent out of the rent. Yeah, <laughs> do I, some events. I feel like for me, and I, I definitely thought about it, but I don't want to be getting caught up in the ABC alcohol beverage control. Oh, well, um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the BYOB thing 
it's cool because people bring their own and then at the end of the if there's a hundred people there you got a hundred people worth of cans and bottles yeah which that adds up pretty quick in what way um i mean you could go to the the recycling place and trade them in oh yeah I see. oh whoa that's, that's yeah fair enough you could yeah. yeah i haven't done that in years and years and years it's been a long time for me too i uh one of my neighbors um is really big on you know there's we have someone in the neighborhood we got somebody calling in here oh nice beauty radio this is a candy man jack <laughs> hell yeah what's up candy man oh wow is this who i think it is <laughs> Yeah, who do you think it is? It sounds like... This is just like when Bobby called is this, in. Is this Trixie? <laughs> are you guys talking about recycling cans? We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's tough out here, Trixie. So, hi, it's me, Trixie. Oh my gosh, I yeah, you have such that. a distinct voice. I know. You wouldn't believe all the things I use it for. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not. Mostly singing, come on. Get your mind out of the gutter. Hey, bottoms up. What are you guys up? doing? I didn't realize the show was going on until I saw um, your Instagram. Yeah, fair enough. So I, <laughs> oh, you I got missed? it. What have I missed? Um, well, we played we played Cinnamon Lover, classic, and Forgotten, an unaired what? banger. Yeah. Cinnamon Lover. Okay. We're talking well, about the horchata lattes. Oh, those are dope. We should have a horchata latte meetup. We should do that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Excelsior is cool. They need some bar stools in there so you can hang out. I remember like standing for that long. What's Excelsior Coffee mm-hmm. like? I've never been there. Is it third wave, like like blue bottle vibe or something like that, or what? It's a little more. What's the right word? I want to use a different word. It's it's not as ye- I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to like I don't want to put down blue bottle, but it's a little more authentic. All right, I can yeah. dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, it's good vibes. It's got well, it's Excelsior vibes. It's got neighborhood. Uh, pride, I think. And do you yeah. do you both both you guys live in the Excelsior? We're well, we're nine four one one two. Okay, same area mm-hmm. code. That's a good. Yeah. That's a, yeah, the Excelsior, man. Well, the bottoms up. There's some stuff over there. Yeah, I mean, the broken right. record. I didn't even know that bottoms up had a stage. Yeah, that was pretty fun. It's tiny. The yeah. food there was delicious too. I was actually pretty shocked. I got the BLT. Oh man. And the tots. It's all about the cheesy tots. <sighs> I don't eat those anymore, but I oh. still think about them often. <laughs> I was say, Trixie, you and Tots. <laughs> I really I think know. there's a lot of more opportunities out there than you'd think. Hmm. For Tots? For Tots. For, well, I mean, for yeah. I don't know about for Tots, but but for... Um, or there's like Was it Coco's across the <laughs> across the way from the recovery room? What did it used to be? It used to be oh, Pissed yeah, Off Coco's Pete's. Gone. Pissed Off Pete's. It mm. used to be Pissed Now it's the recovery room. They have a stage at recovery room, too. Let's light it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. So, you guys, um, I got to get ready for the show tonight, but... El Rio. El Rio. What time do the doors open? Uh, doors are at 8.30. It's cool. it's, I think it's at 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, if I, can, God, if I remember, from... the load-in starts at 8.30. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to show up, the music starts at 9.30, 9.45. Yeah, the bar's open probably now, but... Yeah, that's what time I should be at the back door mm-hmm. checking stamps. Hey, so I know Gaji Food. What are the other bands on the list for tonight? So we got Sococho, who who's um our buddies are down in LA. They're a rad rock and roll band. Um, they're playing. We got Crash Pilot, 
another rad rock and roll band from like more of the North Bay area. They're scattered about the Bay area, but uh, they, I think they're a North Bay band. Just go to my Facebook and look at their picture. Trixie Rasputin. If you want to go to the show, then I don't know what would. I mean, that's a great venue. I love that place. I love El Rio. I got COVID last time I was there. You, that's, that's where you really got great. it? Yeah. Oh, man. I, was at a, I actually okay, went to see... On. I'm just kidding right, with you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just joking with you. I'm just joking <laughs> with you. It was a joke. Come on. I was joking. I wasn't being serious. All right. <laughs> um, I'm a little touchy on this subject right now. I can... Um, why, why? <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. I love you guys. I'm going to tune back into the show, but I got to go get ready. Cool. We'll have a good on. show. Thanks for calling. I can't wait. This is going to well, be the first time you've heard Gajifu live. Are you going to come to it? Or are you not coming out? I am going to, um, well, I'm doing some uh, comedy at Tiki Desk, but we're going to get a oh, crew. Oh, that's right. There's I, a Tiki I, Desk tonight. Yeah, but we're going to bring the crew over. Cool. Boom. Okay, well, I'll see you guys later then. All right, catch you soon. See you there, Tracy. Wow, so. What a legend. Gaji Fu was one of the first Tiki Desks really? I ever did. Yeah, they came over, and it was Halloween. And cool. so there were... They're an electro-goth band. I, I heard, yeah. It's got like a, it's a two-piece, right? Yeah. Cool. Tiana, uh, she, um, there is a, they have a drummer that fills in for their live. I'm pretty sure that they, I'm not sure, actually. They're writing a lot of new stuff, too. Yeah. I think you really like them. Uh, well, I'll find out tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going, um, showing solidarity, you know. That's a Trixie Rasputin production. Yeah. Oh, Rio, tonight. God, I love her. Yeah, that is right there at El Rio. That's on Presida and Mission Street, right on Cesar Chavez. It's right off the 14, the 49. It's going to be a really good show. Highly accessible. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be packed. It's going to be packed. I mean, maybe not too packed. I don't know. I hope so. I but hope it it's being packed. Like packed. But it's, it is going to be packed. I, I want it to be packed. Um, You know, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a great show. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm just... Um, I'm excited to get out there and, and, and see these other bands play, especially Gajifu. And um, yeah, I actually, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of them live. We've been friends with Sakocha for quite some time. We got some mutual friends and um, uh, I have not seen them live. I haven't seen Crash Pilot live either, but I see them around. We played some shows in the North Bay and I ran to Nikki um, on a number of occasions. And um, yeah, dude, it's going to be a fun show. You never heard Gajifu. I have not. What you heard of? Bandcamp.com. It is Bandcamp Friday. Um, you ever play a Gaji food track? Say what? You want to play a Gaji food track? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I was totally freaking mind blown when they came over this tiki desk. It was the first night thing that I've done at my place. It was uh, Halloween. It was October 30th. 2020. Should we do, should we do their uh, their most listened to song, or should we do it off? Uh, I've YouTube pulled. Up. Have you ever heard of Dawn? Dawn. I mean, you haven't heard of them yet. Uh, Dawn of Hysteria. Dawn. Of, I like that oh name. Oh my god, this is great. Eric is just a it's incredible. All right, we're gonna blast this. This is a Gajifu. You could catch them tonight. They're gonna be the opener um, at El Rio, so get there early, nine o'clock. And um, this song is called. Dawn of Hysteria. They got some more recent stuff out, but this is a fun one. I like to dance to this one. I do. I'm excited. <laughs> I like 
it is. That is Gajifu. That was sick. It's a fun one. Yeah, they're a great, great, great duo. Spooky trio. vibes. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Can you imagine walking into a show, them being the opener? I can. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be my version voyage for them. Um, I'll certainly be there at nine, nice and early, quote unquote. Um, anyway, are, are we wrapping up? Are we? Yeah. Do you want to play another track or? Oh, uh, we could. I'll play one more, one more track. Um, I do want to plug. So at, at the, um, we've not been, we're not able to play tonight's show, obviously, but we do have a show coming up in two weeks. Treasures is going to play Patio Cella. Oh, that's right. Right. And Patio Cella is a rad nomadic backyard music festival that me and a couple friends put together. It's been going on for quite some years. June eleventh. Uh, June eleventh. That's right. It's gonna be in Rockridge, um, in Oakland, and um, yeah, it's a backyard music festival. We're getting six local bands: Grublins playing, some other, um, some other great acts are playing, um, Treasures is playing, and uh, it's gonna be a wild afternoon. It's like think, think East Bay summer vibes all day. I think the Candyman himself is gonna be bartending. Yeah, I'm. I'm up for it. I could hold it down. It is. Um. It's my friend's birthday that day too. Oh yeah. So depending on when, and it's a daytime thing, huh? It's a daytime thing. Yeah, it's gonna go on. Music starts at um at one, and oh, then cool. we're pretty much closing up at nine. So it's a it's a it's a full day. Um, but I just there's a tiki bar at this particular backyard that we're occupying for the day, <laughs> and I thought no more appropriate would it be than having. I would jump on that. The tiki desk man himself. Yeah, I just think it's it's funny. I mean, you see it, and especially over the pandemic and all this DIY. I mean, there are people doing DIY stuff for a long time, but I feel like when all these music venues close, you kind of need to come up with something to yeah. do. We couldn't, in this patio cello thing, and probably was something that started before the pandemic, but maybe it's, you know, become more of a thing over the pandemic. <clears throat> but, you know, with my place and, you know, I have some really close friends and, you know, they see me when they come over and, you know, I'm, I'm the audio engineer I'm the lighting person. <laughs> I'm the the cook. <laughs> I'm the bartender, and I'm the host. So I'm doing five things, and so it's like I have. I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I'm just like if someone's trying to talk to me, I'm just somewhere else. I'm just like doing all these things. So I like that idea of maybe having someone bartend and to do that. You know, um, so I would I would love to help out. I'd love to be that 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 tiki bartender now if you can if you would bartend that'd be amazing and you know if, you, if you're not available all day we would be able to figure something out but um i don't want to make you miss your friend's birthday yeah you know so i'm not sure i'm that might be happening a little bit later in the evening Fair enough. i'll have to confirm it but she had sent me this uh it's going to be in berkeley so it's going to be close oh, nice so it's it's definitely hop skipping and jump yeah nice Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, Patio Cella, June 11th. Treasures is going to be playing. That is in the Rock Ridge. Um, I'll I'll make a post on that too. That's pretty fun. Yes. Yeah, keep keep a uh, keep. Grublin, huh? Grublin. Yeah. I think Grublin's awesome. There's something about saying that name, Grublin. It sounds like a like an entree. It does. Uh, yeah. Gr- like a gru- <laughs> Grublin. Like, I was. Uh, you know, don't you catch me, Grublin? Sounds like a like a, you know, your like a verb, like one who is Grublin. I I was grubling once and now I have grubled. I love the names where it's just like a it's a puzzle like a, I mean treasures like oh, what is this you just don't know. 
Um, was it Gumby's Junk? You've heard of Gumby's heard Junk? Of Gumby's yeah, junk. I remember thinking, like, what kind of alpha male band is this? <laughs> and then you go there, and it's not. I love that breaking down the gender binary. Nice. Um, was it Buzz Lightyear? Buzz like, Lightyear. Like Buzz Lightyear. So you're thinking it's you know it's like, but then it's yeah it's not. Yeah, dude. It's a uh, breaking down the gender binary, which I think here in San Francisco we gotta we really gotta lead that. It's a pretty wild group called Come Girl Eight. Like C U M G I R L eight, like oh one God. who looks like a fucking like a, a like a name of like your screen name or whatever, like an OnlyFans, and they go oh, hard in the paint with that shit. You know what? So there's some of these They're names. So that, awesome. Some of these names really catch me, and um, one of the one of these local DJs here, they go by Honeycomb. Honeycomb. <laughs> Honeycomb. Put that in your team spirit. But it's like it's a you know. It's not what you think it is. That's what I'm saying. It's not like a right. alpha male thing. Where that'd be kind of gross to some guy on stage talking about his, you know. Yeah, his, uh, it's not my thing. Ejaculate, yeah. Um, you know, I suppose that there would be like if you went to the show and it was that, and you like knew you were like there's a <laughs> there's a certain <laughs> consent in there, I guess, where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go see. Like if Doctor Strike was called, you know, like Fist Man, Fister, you know, <laughs> Sister Fister, you know, sister fister. And then you'd be like, well, I know what the fuck I'm getting into, and then you see he's singing about fisting, and you're like, well, this is what I signed up for. You know, it's <laughs> nice to like have the branding match the content, but it's nice also to have it the opposite way, like some like outlandish name that doesn't, and then you listen to the music and it's like, oh, well, there you go. I always wonder how that colors the perception of the music, you know, if, the like, contrast of it. Yeah, like if System of a Down was called was called you know like all the pretty horses or something like that, and you're like, would they really have been? You know, like it's kind yeah. of a wild thing, the ethereal nature of how we perceive art. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about Nirvana earlier, and I mean, if if Smells Like Teen Spirit was called with the lights out, it's less dangerous or something, then it might not have had the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you got Led Zeppelin's Black Dog, that song Black Dog. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it sounds like the name of, like, the demo that they came up with. So the story is behind it is that there was a black dog in the studio. They couldn't come up with the name of the song. They're like, there's a, oh, just call it Black Dog. I find that, like, naming songs is the easiest fucking thing in the world. Because it just needs a fucking designation. Period. You know, what are we going to refer to it as? That's literally the purpose. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you get these bands, like there's a band called Red Sparrows, and they have a, a song like um, that are basically a stanza of a, of a poem, the entire record. Like every song is like a fucking long, like a sentence or two long. And you're like, damn, that's a complicated designation. You know what I mean? It's a very cool thing. I like that they're disrupting the form. But, you know, like, you'd be like, hey, have you listened to They Stood Transfixed While Standing Upon the Cliff Looking Under... You know, like that's like, <laughs> that kind of shit. You're yeah. Like, um, banger track. Banger track. Long name. Well, anyway, so Candyman, should we just play one more track? And yeah, let's play one more track, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Treasure honeycombs. Oh, it's like honeycomb. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was pretty clever. That's kind. I of... mean, if the if it was a guy, I'm not trying to be biased against it you know, any genders or anything, but it could be kind of off-putting, I think, if it was some guy talking about their genitals. Or, but you know, it's a girl. There's a way to do it, everything. I love that. The right way. All right, this song is called Callie on the Run. Yes. It's a slapper. Treasures Live, Muni Radio. 
on the show. It's great to have you back. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. What a fun time. I had fun. I had a fernet. I had a raspberry lime seltzer. Thank you, by the way. What a great host. <sighs> it's good. I usually have snacks, but I got myself in a rush. You are a snack. Snacking. <laughs> have you heard the Little John snack remix instead of shots at snacks? No. Snack, 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 snack. Snack, 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 snack. <laughs> Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. Stay tuned for the comedy battle here. We got Pamtastic here in the studio. And um, we got a fun weekend ahead of us. El Rio tonight. Um, Gaji Fu is going to be opening at 9 o'clock. What are the other bands? Then we got uh, Sococho, Rock and Roll Down from LA, and then Crash Pilot headlining. Nice. And then uh, I'm going to be doing a little, we're going to be doing a little comedy thing, a little house show. Um, Milk Bar, I think Mitch Roderick is playing Milk Bar tonight. There's some, a lot of good stuff happening. But we will catch you next week.
Search for tenderness It isn't hard to find You can have the love You need to live But if you look for truthfulness You might just as well be blind It always seems to be So hard to give Honesty
find a lover I can find a friend I can have security up till the bitter end Anyone can comfort me with promises again While I'm gone But when I want sincerity Tell me where else can I turn Cause you're the one that I
I can talk to I want you just the way you I'm sorry that I just had to interrupt fucking Billy Joel. It was really sacrilegious of me, but Scotto just brought in the most amazing thing. Okay. Have patience. Have patience. Don't be in such a hurry. Let's see. It's the second to last song. He caused a lot of traffic jams wherever he would go. The ants were always getting mad, and the beetles, they would fume. But Herb would always poke along and sing this little tune. This is it. Have patience. Okay, I have to, I have to start it from the beginning. Oh, God. Okay, wait. Don't be. That was beautiful. Hey, watch this. I'm gonna try this piece of string. With the ball of white string, I can do star to a tree strap a sling make a ring for a trick or two twist twirl and wind things tie up and bind things but there are some things that string can never do string can't 
find a broken heart when it's been torn apart. Mend a friendship that's almost through. Can't pull hate out, tie up fear, wrap up doubt. String is useless when it comes to me and you. Many things that we can learn from the music machine. Would you like to hear more? Oh, may we? Yes, yes. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put in something very special, and let's see what comes out. What is it? It's a little quote from the Bible about fruit. You mean apples and bananas? <laughs> well, not exactly, Nancy. This verse is about a different kind of fruit. Things like love and joy and peace. Patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faith, and self-control. Wow! I'd like to see what would come out if you put all those in. Ready? Here we go. a snail called Herbert who was so very slow. He caused a lot of traffic jams wherever he would go. The ants were always getting mad and the beetles, they would fume. But Herb would always poke along and sing this little tune. Have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry when you get Start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. When Herbert was much younger, he often got in trouble. Forgetting that he was a snail, he did things on the double. He'd crash through every spider web, and with crickets he'd collide. Till one day Herbert's father took his speeding son aside. Have patience, have patience, don't be. Have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry. When you get impatient, you only start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. As you can well imagine, there's a moral to this tale. Some of you may find yourself behind a creeping snail. So if you get impatient and you're easily disturbed, think about this little song and take a tip from her. Have 
patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry. When you get impatient, you only start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. could be the oh there it is all right hey so that record that 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 record that we were just playing is the music machine from Christianity when I was super young I'm gonna I'm starting this super early because um, everyone seems to want to get out of here by like seven o'clock tonight so I'm just gonna do my time early because I have to do my time too it's too loud maybe this is too loud okay I'm ringing I'm ringing I'm ringing hot it's too hot Pull it down. There we go. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, don't get locked in there. Don't lock the door. Just don't lock the door. It's happened. That's happened so many times that people have gotten locked in there. It's not a plan. There's no anything. Okay. So I have a show, so I want to actually do my hot seven. So let's time. Let's time me. Let's time me. No, I don't. I'm not interested in sex at all right now. It's just not even on my radar. It's okay. No, it's boring and stupid. Like a 26 year old guy was hitting on me at Grand Green, and I was like, okay, so you just don't want to sleep at your mom's house tonight. I get it. Like, I'm not like, but you can't sleep at my house because my cats will freak out. And then in the morning, I look every minute of 47 years old. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to bring this hot 26 year old back and what bang him? He's not going to have any idea what to do. I'm not going to come. I'm going to be embarrassed. It's going to be weird, and then he's going to be too big for my bed, and my cats are going to be upset. Nobody wins. The cats don't win. I guess the guy wins. That's the only one who wins. He gets a night away from his mom, and I still make breakfast sandwiches. Okay, now for my actual material. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi, new friends. They say you are what you eat. I just got my 23andMe back. I'm 28% Irish and 72% Trader Joe. We all love Trader Joe's. You all do. On three, we're all going to say our favorite thing that we get from Trader Joe's that you can only get at Trader Joe's. Okay, think of it. Here we go. One, two, three. None of you are alcoholics. None of you said the most important thing from Trader Joe's is cheap booze. Specifically, some, oh my God. Well, you, you said the nice name, Two Buck Chuck. Stutters ignorant lush, not knowing of your unique crush. New bottled flavor every quarter. I might become largest supporter despite slurring on street corners. Misunderstood. My dear Charles Shaw, you are so great. Never failing to inebriate. Yay, yay. I wrote a poem about Charles Shaw. I actually drink tons of Trader Joe's grapefruit juice. I need the acid because I am so fucking basic. I watched, I watched the entire Love is Blind, Japan, oh. with subtitles. Arigato gozaimasu. Dress for the job you want. I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. <laughs> they give the extra ketamine to the extras, right? Is that how that works? And you say, oh, Pam, 
you are way too old to be a background extra on a show about high school students doing copious drugs. And to that, I say, I am a Monet. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Ket ketamine. <laughs> If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of the babes. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. Yay. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and red books, so I can talk about my butthole on stage. It's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's the tiniest Arby's. It's got the meats. Oh, oh, that's where I go from this. How exactly do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is it more of a plucking issue? Nah, riddle me that, Gillette. <laughs> uh, men have been trying to control our bodies for years, right? In 1904, Gillette razors introduced. Ladies, no ladies here. Men subjugating women, making them shave all their body parts. In 1904, ladies couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, ew, you're a disgusting slut. I'm going to sleep with you, Gillette. The best a man can get. Never be good enough. <laughs> I have... I was born in 1974, and I have the bush to match. It is dark, it is swampy, and no one can find Charlie. <laughs> so I named my clitoris Charlie. I have so many pubes, it's like I have a kitten in a headlock. You can pet it. Cute. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. <gasps> Did you hear about the new Gillette razor? The new Gillette razor, 13 blades. 13 blades for the closest shave. And the seventh blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. Gilet, lumière, on puisse savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, je parle français. Trained as a ballerina for 23 years, classical piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist, and I looked up. And I said, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and said, the uterus is made of clouds, and the polybird only steps in the same river once. Don't let parrots lie to you. You're looking at me so blankly, you have no idea who Bjork is. Just complete, I know, I have abortions older than you. That's absolutely truth. Of course you don't know who Bjork is. Dear God. I only have one regret about my first abortion 27 years ago. And that's that I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. 27 year olds are hot. I started watching Premier League soccer. So finally I can watch hot 27 year old men actually make goals. They're doing. My set was shorter than I thought, which is why I threw those extra jokes in. But. I want to let you all in. I uh, have a fetish for uncircumcised guys. You don't want to, yeah. I want to take their dick. I want to pull Circumcision, his choice, his decision. I want to take their dick. I want to pull it up. 
I want to pull their foreskin up over their dick. I want to put a shot of Jameson in their foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? You know, it's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. And you have to clean out all that schmegma. Yay, my clit's so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Thanks so much. I've been Pam Benjamin. Yay. So that was only six minutes, and it's supposed to be, but it's, I think that when people are actually, well, I will, I will do crowd work when I'm in the middle of think doing it for you guys is kind of silly. Is it almost six? I just wanted to do it before. Oh, that's perfect. So that's perfect. So, um, and I still think, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this. I think we're still popping in the reds. I think it's too I think it's too hot. Um, yeah, 59. I'll, I'll just bring up our first comedian. Um, who's the first on the list? I can't remember. Oh, it's Charlie. Cool. I'll wait till it goes till 6 o'clock. Well, welcome, everybody. Thanks thanks for everybody um, doing your Venmos. I really appreciate that and stuff, and it really helps the station stay alive. And I'm writing a grant right now, and God, I hope I get it. God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. <laughs> No, I know. How many grants can I get? Yeah. 